The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the second annual Box to Row HBCU Football Daily Podcast. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. You. Yeah. It's the like HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, July the sixth. I'm your host, Donald Ware, and I just hope you've you've had a great week and looking forward to a great weekend. As a matter of fact, uh, for us here, this is the third complete week of our HBCU Football Daily Podcasts. So we appreciate. The support we stay within the CIAA and more specifically within the CIAA Southern Division, as a matter of fact, and we travel to Winston Salem, North Carolina, to take a look at the Winston Salem State Rams, who finished six and four and last year they were four and three in conference play, and in his fourth season as the head football coach of the Rams is Kianis Bolwares. He joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. How are you, Coach Bolware? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. How about yourself? Doing great. Uh, I appreciate you asking. And, um, you know, to this point, I mean, how are things going? Uh, how, first of all, was the off season in terms of spring? And how are things coming along as you prepare uh, for summer camp to open? Well, it's been a long off season. You know, there's an opportunity for us to kind of get our, our mojo back going. Um, but I tell people all the time that some of our stiffest competition that we've ever had has come by with the CIAA. And uh, there's a lot of parity in college football. And, you know, there's another opportunity for us to play some more football this year. And so the grass is green. Uh, camps are over with. The summer's halfway done. And it's about time to strap them up again. Yeah, no question about it. I know this is a very exciting uh, time of year for you. So you mentioned – so. Is there does is there more parity now within the Southern Division because um, you know obviously you guys didn't didn't win it um, on last year didn't even have a chance to play for the CIAA championship as you had for I don't know what the last four or five years so is there is there more parity now in the Southern Division? I would say uh, there's been parity. Uh, you, you know you need a lot of luck in this game nowadays, uh, but that's not just the CIAA. You talking about around the country? But, uh, you know, as far as this past season, you know, I, I figured when I went back and looked at it overall, we were three plays away from being 9-1 and one going to the conference championship game again for the eighth consecutive year. And uh, so I look at it, we were three plays or three players away. And uh, we're trying to fix that through recruiting as well as continue to sharpen our iron and fundamentally get a little bit sounder. When you went back and looked at that, because you're right, I mean, you could look at the, the overtime loss um, against Virginia State, the loss um, against St. Augustine's, do, do, you know, do, does is it, I mean, it's nothing you can do about it, but is it, some, is it something that sometimes at night it just, you know, you think about it like, man, we were just that close to once again, to your point, eight consecutive years playing in the CIAA championship game? 
Well, it would have been a wonderful thing to achieve, uh, but their records are meant to be broken as well as uh, no one would love an opportunity to go out here and see the same team over and over and over again winning something. So, uh, you know, it's, it's reignited that uh, rivalry across the board throughout the CIAA. Um, you know, there's a lot of great coaching going on nowadays. Uh, not that it's ever really dropped off, but, you know, you need a stroke of good luck you know, in order to stay on top sometimes. But, uh, you know, it's given us something to, to work towards. And, you know, again, there's a lot of parity in this league, and uh, it's an exciting time for us to have a chance to get back on the field and try to get it back. You tend, when when you talk about recruiting classes, to have pretty nice recruiting classes, good numbers, uh, good players come into the class. I know a lot of times you, you have a, a mostly freshmen that come in, but you have some guys that are, are transfers as well. Can you speak to any of the players that you think could help you immediately from this past recruiting class? Well, um, until these guys get certified, I don't even want to tease you or myself with that, uh, that possibility. Um, you know, once these guys get certified and ready to go, you know, along with trying to be a little secretive, uh, <laughs> that will, uh, <laughs> but you know, right now everybody looks good on paper. Uh, but again, recruiting is our number one lifeline and we think we've done a good job. The assistant coaches have done a great job all off season and, uh, and giving us that chance of getting our face back. But, um, you know, as far as the new guys, the one thing that you won't have with uh, a group of new guys is the chemistry that you're accustomed to having. And that's one thing that's going to hurt as far as losing out on some of those key guys from last year. Uh, our offensive line, uh, you know, we did take a little bit of a hit, but, you know, we've done a good job with the offseason recruiting and trying to fill those voids and those holes. Um, but, you know, we, we encourage our guys to graduate, 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 we talk about that all the time, but uh, in the case where we're at, you know, we're fortunate to have some of these older guys back because uh, Carry On Moore did graduate this past spring as well as our starting quarterback uh, Rod Tinsley. Yeah. Oh, so so he's he's okay. So Rod Tinsler's so he's gone. He's gone. No, 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 no. He graduated, but he is returning. So I'm gotcha. saying, you know, we're we're fortunate enough to to have him back. Uh, likewise with Carry On Moore. Yeah, uh, you know, then those guys have graduated. Understood. Um, you know, they have that. You know, nowadays when people graduate, they have options to do other things, and some people just go ahead and either nose down into the real world or look to transfer to try to look at other institutions. Yeah, it's a fair point. Is, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Coach. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that's that's a growing trend nowadays for uh, people to want to do that. But uh, you know, we're fortunate to get a good nucleus of those key guys that we're counting on of being successful this year to return home to the Rams. How would you assess? I mean, you know, a lot of times, to me, so to me anyway, and this is just my opinion, uh, you know, college college football, most in any sport, the numbers can sort of lie. In, in college football, I think a lot of times people rely on the numbers more because maybe they're not able to see the games as much. But if I look at the numbers of Rod Tinsley last year, in particular, I don't have his numbers from 2016, but I remember he had seemed at least to have better numbers in 2016, completed a little bit less than 50% of his passes last year, eight touchdowns to eight interceptions, uh, 1,196 yards. Assess his performance last year. Um, well, I think our identity kind of switched over to being more of a, a run happy offense, um, which is one of your safer things to do. Um, 
but not having to not not really wanting to rely so much on you know the run versus the pass or the pass versus the run. You know, the better you are at keeping teams one or off balance and having them guess at what you have coming, the better off you'll be. But uh, in our case, um, you know, what we hate to do is put anybody in a position where you just, hey, you know, if you don't complete this ball, we're going to lose. So we'd hate to put that type of pressure on anybody. Um, but, you know, Rod's done a fine job for us. He's in position this past season to do something that's never been done in the history of this school, dating back to 1892, was for one single quarterback to win three championships as a starting quarterback. Um, and uh, there was an opportunity for him to do it then. And there's still another opportunity with him going into his senior year to achieve that goal. But, uh, you know, it's not going to be easy. Like, it wasn't easy for us this past year. It's only going to get tougher because right now there'll be people licking their chops. There's no longer that fear factor of, oh, my gosh, that's once in Southern State. Now it's like, hey, they're human, too. They put their jerseys and uniforms on just like we do. Um, you know, everybody wants to beat you. Everybody's trying to hear about the Rams. So, again, here's an opportunity for us to uh, – you know, try to get back out there and hopefully we'll come out there with a different desire and a little bit more hunger so we can try to, you know, achieve our goals. Kiana's Bolware is the head football coach of Winston-Salem State, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as we preview the upcoming season for the Rams. So is that – so will – you know, I, I, you know, I'm not trying to ask you to give anything away, but, I mean, just to, to kind of sum up the point about – uh, Tinsley, but more specifically, the run to the pass. Will we still see the running game flourish more, or, or more emphasis on the run? Because to your point, I mean, more returns for you. And then, if I look at the roster, I mean, it looks like your top four rushers do return from 2017. Well, you know, how much of a running game do you have without a good, solid offensive line? I mean, it works hand in hand um, for us. You know, again, we're, we're trying to get the, as many guys back as we can uh, healthy to the field. Um, but, you know, carry on. You know, I don't think you would do yourself a lot of justice if you didn't give him his just due or give him the ball as much as you can because he's, a, he's a, a wonderful guy to watch. But, you know, as you can see what happened to us this past year, uh, we relied on him, I guess, you know, one play too many when he got hurt. That, that kind of talk, took a lot of our chemistry away as a football program. So, uh, you know, right now he's 100% going back into this season. So uh, we're hoping that we can keep him healthy. But at the same time, in this world, if you have one, you have none. If you need one, you're better off getting two. And, uh, you know, and trying to replace that depleted offensive line, um, you know, that's just kind of where we are right now. So it's that, that chemistry is what we're going to focus on early on because uh, chemistry trumps talent any day of the week. So by having Rod Tensley back, by having uh, on Moore back, uh, Pharrell Murchison, um, you know, and again, the nucleus of the guys that are returning, we're hoping that's going to spell a little bit more success for us this year. I mean, you're, you know, from again, and looking at the numbers from a statistical standpoint, I mean, you, you had to feel, you know, at least from a total offense or a total defensive perspective, uh, pretty good about where your defense stood. I mean, much less, giving up much less. Uh, than 300 yards per game. Can you can you speak to the defense and maybe some of the guys that you're expecting big things from again in 2018? Well, um, I, I would say the good thing is we have a, a you know a good staff and the, the the nucleus of our staff is back. Um, we've added Tremaine Henry to the defensive line, which I think is going to help us out tremendously in that aspect. 
Uh, but Todd McComb was still a signal caller, the defensive coordinator. Robert Massey still commanding control of the back end of the, se- of the secondary in the defense. We were number two last year in the past defense in the country. So if we can utilize that success and build on that, I do feel comfortable in that area. Um, as well as, uh, you know, where we are defensively, you know, again, the same system now is being implemented. Um, so again, it's only going to help us out more. Um, defensive line wise, we got, uh, a pretty good defensive line ahead of us. And, uh, anybody knows anything about football, if you can't win up front, you're going to be in for a long day and you're not going to win a lot of football games. Um, so right now, you know, we are feeling pretty comfortable about defensively where we are. Um, but, you know, the best defense you will ever have in this profession is going to be a great offense. And, uh, you know, again, we put a lot of focus on, you know, trying to get our offense up to par and get everybody back healthy. So, uh, you know, again, we're anticipating some good things this year. And then finally, uh, you know, I would say maybe at least to start the season, a pretty favorable schedule first two games at home non-conference opponents and I mean you guys have you know you you perennially are going to play UNC Pembroke or you've played them a number of times I should say over the last couple of years you're going to play some teams from the sack and so that's no different this year UNC Pembroke and Catawba to start the season how important is it to start the season on the right you know being at home with that crowd sort of behind you and then going in to uh, CIAA play after, you know, the first two or three weeks uh, to start the season? Well, I don't want to put too much pressure on us, particularly myself, but I do know that, uh, you know, as far as these good games uh, ahead of us, our goal is to win our next football game. And that's going to be very crucial for us to get off to a great start. Um, you know, a good opportunity to play UNC Pembroke. Uh, that was a game we were able to uh, get off on a good start with last year. But that game there has been a swing game going back and forth, back and forth um, to where that's grown now to being a big rivalry game. Um, the one thing that with a couple of things I can tell you about that program is Coach Richardson is going to have those guys well coached and ready to go. Um, but with that, uh, you know, it's our job and our opportunity to uh, protect our home and uh, hopefully we can get started off on a great note um, moving into week two. But our, our goals are short-term goals and they're very simple. That's to win our next football game. Uh, and again, in order for us to do that, we got to do a great job of preparation and, and getting these guys ready to go. Kenneth Bolware, the head football coach at Winston-Salem State, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Again, the Rams open the season on September 1st, Saturday, September 1st, at home as they're going to take on UNC Pembroke. And Coach Bolware, always appreciate you making time for us here, and we'll talk to you uh, during the season. Good to be talked to. Appreciate you. Winston-Salem State, a couple of points, as uh, Coach Boware mentioned, from playing in the CIAA championship game, and as he also mentioned, for a an eighth straight year, eight straight years that the Rams would have played in the CIAA championship game. And I think, uh, the you know, St. Augs is going to be a, a team to be reckoned with this year. Of course, we had a chance to uh, to already talk, uh, with, uh, talk about St. Augs. Um, so that's definitely going to be a team that's going to be reckoned with. And um, in their head coach, of course, Tim Chavis. But I think you're going to see a lot of stiffer competition in the Southern Division uh, this year. And, um, you know, and, 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 and really I think it's going to basically boil down to um, St. Augs and Winston-Salem State 
for the Southern Division crown. That's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. want you to have an outstanding weekend. want you to have an outstanding weekend and join us on Monday as we take a look at Livingstone. We're going to stay in the CIAA Southern Division. Take a look at Livingstone as their head football coach, Daryl Williams, will join us. Have a great weekend. You come sip with me if you like to change the weather. If you want a little better.